All right, we are lit, good sir. I don't know who told you to try this. I don't know why you decided all of a sudden that you could even compare to Martin. I realized Lawrence or Payne. I realized my greatness. Uh, I think you should do <laughs> more self-searching. Um, <clears throat> welcome to another episode of Cultivated Ignorance. We have a dope show lined up for you. I am Will, the host. I am Mike, the favorite host. You liar. Anyways, <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. All things black, blackity black is black is black. Is it black? Um, <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about your boy J. Cole, Mike's favorite rapper, J. Cole. Uh, the GOAT. He especially loved a Cole the Sideline story. Um, we're going to be talking about him and his, uh, his little beef with no name. <laughs> the battle that nobody asked for. Right, no one, no, no one asked for this. No one wanted this to happen. Right, nobody needed this. Um, uh, also, this week we're going to be speaking to uh, some dope artists uh, about how they feel about you know the the current shift in the culture, uh, everything that's going on in the nation, and how artists can contribute because that's kind of where that whole J Cole and No Name thing sparks. So, yep, we're going to be getting some thoughts from some local people around here. Um, yeah, I'm putting a number in the chat now. Yeah. If y'all wanna, whenever, well, if y'all wanna call in during the, the conversation, that's cool. But I'm going for the number in the chat now. That thing in there, shot. Pause. <laughs> shout out to everybody. Shut your ass up. Shout out to everybody. Um, already joining us. Uh, Taylor already going in on you already. You already know how you do. Taylor, Teresa, boys be hating. Marcus, Sanja, Michelle with the cacao, cacao. <laughs> Love y'all. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sorry I interrupted you. As always. <laughs> but um, yeah. Dope show. Dope shit. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't heard, your boys and cultivated ignorance got a little Patreon. Uh, a little Patreon. Little Patreon. You know, don't uh, don't be scared to subscribe. <laughs> Only five dollars. Only five dollars. Only five dollars. Yeah, man. Uh, we got some dope show. We got some dope stuff on the Patreon, uh, including our uh, ignorant reviews. We just finished up uh, Insecure. What was that last week or week before last? Yeah, yeah. We happy Father's Day, everybody. By the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna be doing some more soon. Uh, thinking about doing the the Spike Lee joint, the Five Bloods. Um, of course, we're gonna be doing other thing, other black things that pop up and catch our eye. Um, so don't be so don't be afraid to subscribe. Five, fifteen, twenty-five. You know, it's 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 all there for you. It's all there. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, what you been up to? Iron man, just trying to live, man. Trying not to get 
caught in the COVID. Well, um, look like everybody going back to work, dog. Man, don't even don't even bring it up around me. Um, went back to the office this week. Was not happy about it. Um, but I mean, you know the the most <laughs> upsetting thing about it was that USC not to put my job on blast, but they're supposed to give us these face coverings. They gave us the cheapest like cloth, <laughs> like somebody's underwear to put on our faces. I was like insulted. <laughs> like, bro, that's all you need. No, bro. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's all you need, fam. Tay said Mike slinging dick at the $50, $50 tier. This guy's the worst. Who invited this man? I invited him. My bad. I should have. Bro. You can, bro. Who, 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 who said that? Tay, Taylor. Bro, Taylor can, Taylor can sling dick at the $50 tier too. He can. They, I don't know if they got a. Patreon, you know they're gonna do everything we do, so they're gonna they might get the Patreon popping up in this episode. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, and I'm saying he can pay fifty dollars a month. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. To participate in <laughs> dick slinging activities. And the dick slinging, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Mike will be glad to join. Absolutely not. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Other than going to the office, it's been good, man. How are you? How you been? It's been, it's been, it's been all right, man. You know, sanitizing. You know, <laughs> you've been sanitizing, bro. I had to. uh had to find a little bottle, baby. Got the sanitizer on deck in the pants pocket at all times. Well, tell me about I had some of my users at the office making sanitizer, bro. Making sanitizer. <laughs> and um, like ninety percent alcohol, ten percent water. Like they had a little bottle making sanitizer. <laughs> you, you know, USC. That's what we do around here, man. Bro, all bro, all that money they got. <laughs> <laughs> You still gotta cut them corners, baby. You can't. Bro, they, bro, they can buy sanitizer about a boatload. <laughs> that's, that's they go people home making this joint. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. But more than anything, man, I'm not gonna lie, man. This whole J. Cole and No Name thing caught me off guard. I was not, did not see it the battle that nobody asked for. Like zero. <laughs> like zero. Like out of nowhere. Out of absolute nowhere. Um, Y'all can give us y'all thoughts on the um, really the song, I guess. At the end of the day, um, what were your thoughts on the song, man? Like on the snow, the snow on the bluff. For those that don't know the backstory, uh, J. Cole came with a song called "Snow on the Bluff," where he was talking about some young lady on the internet. Well, you gotta, well, you gotta start from no names joint. Well, I guess so. But see, this is going to my point. But anyway, okay, we start from hers. So last month, no name had made a tweet saying that. Poor people out there putting their bodies on the line for these protests. Meanwhile, their favorite rappers won't even won't even put up a tweet about it. So, I mean, you know, of course, we all just looked at it. I was just like, oh, okay, uh, no name talking that shit again. Uh. So a month later, J. Cole dropped Snow on the Bluff, talking about some young lady, young lady on the internet. He doesn't say any names. He doesn't say no name's name. Um, but he says some young lady was on the internet, um, popping off of people apparently weaponizing her knowledge against others instead of lifting them up and um, criticizing it. And he was like, you know, you need to talk to adults like your kids because, you know, niggas like me, we don't be reading like that. Like, we just out here rapping. So you need to just you need to help us, not hurt us. And and No Name went ahead and put out a diss track towards him. I did not see a No Name diss track coming, by the way. I did not see that coming. Bro, she killed that nigga in a minute and ten seconds, bro. <laughs> she flamed him, bro. Bro, she flamed this nigga up. She flamed his ass, and um, I don't know if J Cole gonna come up with a comeback or not. I, I hope, hope not, not. cause she, <laughs> she, she, she ended this. 
bro, like, she, like she did it in a way that, like, even if you do respond, you just gonna look stupid. She's like, all right, all this stuff going on, and this what you, and this what you thought you needed to do. Like, <laughs> but I guess my thing is like, well, first of all, what did you think about the track? What did you think about the track? The snow and the bluff track. First off, uh, I think Jay, I think J Cole needs to. Uh, I don't know why he named it Snow on the Bluff, but I the thought it was, I thought it was a disrespect to my man Curtis Snow. <laughs> um, I was. You did love that movie. They would need to pay homage to that man if you're gonna use his name like that. Um, <laughs> I remember you going in about that movie when it first came out. Bro, that shit hard. <laughs> um, but anyways, it was all right, man. He had points, like. Yeah, he has some points. Like I, I feel like <clears throat> people kind of elevate rappers to be like activists when they're talking about the black struggle, you know. And I guess it should coincide that yeah, yeah you participate in you know overcoming the black struggle, mm. you know. But a lot of people just aren't there, you know. Right. Rap is a lot of rap is fiction, and I think we understand it from the point of guns and shooting and killing the drugs mm-hmm. but it, i guess we never thought about it or oftentimes don't think about it from the point of the the activism and the consciousness and the wokeness you know certain rappers speak about yeah yeah you know so i mean he was he was right like give some niggas a chance to catch up you know but at the same time, like she was right like if you're gonna be out here like, <laughs> if you're gonna be out here acting super woke like Nigga, do the bare minimum. <laughs> so I got, <laughs> well, I got two things about that. Um, number one, I felt like, first of all, I never just jumped to the conclusion that he was talking about no name because that tweet she put out was like a month ago. And mm-hmm. I was like, surely like J. Cole wasn't sitting on a tweet for like a month. Sure. Just stewing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You heard that nigga music? Just stewing by himself because he's not gonna have another feature on the track for sure. Um, stewing over it and then made this track. I was like, surely he was just talking about some person who apparently was weaponizing their knowledge against other people, and I'm not for that at all. Like, it's like it's the same thing we complain about hotels about. Like, hotels be having like a little bit of truth, but they they just, they just learned like two hours ago, and the first thing they do is they use it against people who don't you already know like, it. At least in the tweet that she said was a. Uh... Where rappers can't even put up a whole tweet or something like that. Like, do you feel mm-hmm. like that's really weaponizing? I feel like it's asking people to do the bare minimum, especially I'm, like that's your wave. I'm not saying so. That's my thing. I'm not. I'm not talking about no name. Like, I thought he was just talking about some woman because I don't think of no name as doing that. Like, if he is talking about no name, then he's dead wrong. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But if he's talking about some random person who is actually doing that, then that's the fuck. Like he's talking about no name. I mean, I feel like. I didn't want to jump to the conclusion. The fact that he came out and acknowledged the, the song and mentioned her name, but refused to acknowledge whether or not it was about her, it was like, okay, maybe he was talking about her. Yeah, because that's, that's kind of where I was at. Yeah, that was your opportunity to clear the air. And if he was, like, no name, you know, we don't, neither one of us really lose Twitter like that. Do you even have a Twitter? Yeah, I do. We have a Twitter, Mike, as I've told you. You did tell me that. I forget. <laughs> that's how much, that's how much we lose Twitter. Like, <laughs> I literally follow like three people on Twitter and no name is one of them because she just be out there dropping jewels and she be talking her shit, but like she does not belittle people with her, her knowledge. Like, yeah, 
but the thing with the whole you know being the comment about rappers like is that do you think that was legit and that okay first of all no let me get back to your point you made earlier was j cole always making himself out to be super woke or was that his fan base because i don't remember j cole i guess i guess yeah that, that's probably more so his fan base yeah um, he's always seemed kind of like basic in a way <laughs> like that's not like a fault it's just like you've just always kind of been a regular dude that talks about some things right like some like some everyday things people can relate to and like the super the people who want j cole to be the greatest rapper of all time they just go too deep with it like oh my god okay this is, bro this is every j cole fan <laughs> 2013 to to 2020. Oh my god, who else could do a, who else could do <laughs> albums with no features? You got to get them credit for that. Who goes double platinum without features? Bro, that means our favorite rapper can't do it. Bro, when Forest Hills Drives came out, that meme spread like wildfire, and everything is the most <laughs> aggravating thing of all in time. Oh so, my God! Fans of course, so give him that woke label, you know, <laughs> all the time. And I mean, he um, does have some introspective stuff sometimes, you know. But no. so just so y'all know, like, I don't know, if you, I don't know if you can you consider yourself a legit like J Cole fan. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you funny? You gotta bust out laughing like that. <laughs> but cause, I ask because you like you check for his music when it drops, right? Because he's one of the biggest acts in the world, yes. <laughs> but not because you're a fan. <laughs> not because I'm a fan. I haven't been a fan since Born Center, bro. Born Center was a really good album. Um, it was a good album. <laughs> Man, he actually had features on that joint. That's what I'm wow, saying. I wonder what happened. I wonder why I fell out. <laughs> <laughs> People ask why we just rag. I don't feel like we rag on J. Cole. It's just like... Just get out of your own way, bro. Like, get some features <laughs> on your albums, please. Like, the Dreamville compilation album was one of the best. Oh, my gosh. Ever. Man, shouts out to J. Cole for <laughs> being a completely different person on there than he was on his albums. Right, right. Like, it's the Tyler Perry syndrome, man. Like, this man is in, by himself in the writer's room. It allows everybody <laughs> else in. And just this stagnant, man. Um, we got one call in. Let me see if somebody... Call real quick to get some thoughts. Hello. Right. Hello. Like. I'm sorry, that wasn't clear. Repeat can that. You your, can you mute your computer if you don't mind? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Star. Hello. Hi. Hello. What's up? Who is this? Uh, this is Miriam. Hi. Oh, hey, girl. What's going on? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> How are you? I'm. I'm okay. I'm okay. How 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 are y'all doing? We good, man. Just we're, we're talking good. About no name in um J Cole situation. We're about to get into. Whether or not he was tone policing, no name or not. Um, I'm not sure if you call in to give an opinion on that. Um, I was just saying, you know, 
God bless y'all. Thank you for keeping the community connected. And um, I don't know nothing. So I'm going to just sit here and listen. That's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you. Yo, no, I mean, no name. Marion is one of the best poets that she actually ditched us in South Carolina to live a better life. Boo. <laughs> what? <laughs> but she is one of the best, do- dopest poets ever. Um, I know you went off and started winning all types of slams and stuff, so I can't tell you how proud I am of you. And thank you so much for the love, though. We appreciate that dramatic. I don't so know about all types of slams, like a few, <laughs> but I all appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to put out there all the slams. <laughs> Appreciate you. Thank well, you so much. You're stalking. Y'all have a good evening. Thank you so much. All right, you too. Thank you. Do the same. Appreciate you. Bye. <laughs> just the kind of love we like right there, man. Oh man, I feel the love, man. Just be coming in here, just. Oh my Kanye, I can still feel the love. Oh, we can play that song right now. Well, of course. In the back in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Do you feel like he was tone policeman? So, comment, yeah, comments. Uh, the comments pinned star. If you look on the um, it should be right underneath, right at the top. If you look at the top of the comments, he was asked what the number was. I'll put it again. Um, if he was talking about no name, then yes, he definitely was. Um, because like I said, like somebody had put it really, really well. Um, put um, she said when you're talking about you know, police brutality, woman being killed, um, you know, black men being killed, uh, police abolishment, all these things, like you can't really have like a nice way to say things like that. Like you have to be real, you have to be real. So like to say you have to politely talk about those things kind of defeats the whole, you know, notion of having I feel like um, if he really felt like she was speaking directly to him or about him, I don't know if it was necessarily tone policing, m- more the fact that it was him being defensive about what he wasn't, about what he should have been doing or, you know, potentially been doing. I think it was just defensiveness. You know what I mean? And That's what people say. Come out with a whole track about it. Like, come on, bro. You was really in your feelings. Like, you was really a little, you know, felt the way about it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I felt like it was more defensiveness and, Oh damn, she called me out in front of all my fans and oh I look so bad now. <laughs> but she does the thing, she didn't even say your name. She said rappers. So it's like, damn, how butthurt were you to just like you was real butthurt. You <laughs> that's the whole other level of hit dogs hollering if like you just heard rappers. She was like, Oh, she talked about me, I'm going in. I mean, these are some of the most famous niggas in the world. <laughs> They probably have yes men all around them, you know. Oh man, Kendall said he wouldn't even—he couldn't even listen to the song. Why didn't you listen to the song, Kendall? Yeah, let's do, get some perspective, man. Um, I actually, I actually didn't mind the song. Um, I didn't mind the song if, like I said, if he—if he wasn't, I didn't have in my head he was talking about no name. Like the internet, you think the internet kind of started this? Because I really did not think he was yes. talking about. No I mean, name. come on now. What is? I mean, come on now. Come on, the internet did this. So that's what's sounding crazy, right? But if I had to look at it though, mm. I would assume outside looking in, she she could have been talking about him or Kendrick. You know what I mean? Like one of the bigger 
people who hadn't said much about what was going on. And wasn't he out here with the protests and stuff? Like, wasn't he out here doing stuff? So if she said it like a month ago, I don't think he was out there then. I thought he was out there in, in the past, though. Like with um, I don't know. I don't check for J Cole. So let's <laughs> let's go ahead and stop there. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not keeping up with this nigga's tweets and Instagrams. Hopefully, um, man. So, so one quick question I wanted to ask. Um, so, do you think? When it comes to entertainers, like at the end of the day, J. Cole's an entertainer, right? He said that that's what he was trying to say himself. Um, I think me and you both agree that he never really put himself on this whole woke pedestal. Yeah. I don't feel like y'all let us know in the comments if y'all think differently, but I feel like he never he was just speaking on stuff that he experienced and knows um that can come off as woke material. But I thought it was just him speaking about his life. Um so if he just called himself an entertainer and his entertainer's job is to entertain, like should we even expect them to be speaking out on social justice issues? Like, and that's kind of pertains to No Name's tweet. Like, was she even wrong for making that tweet? Because, like, if rappers are here to rap, like, I feel like, the, um, I feel like, and it's not even like on a on a woke level. Like, I feel like you you should ex- if you connect with somebody, it's not wrong for you to want them to speak out on things that you assume that they would care about, like LeBron right. and speaking up for you know. Black people, you know, I mean, you can let, you know, the white people that you're fans of, you don't expect that from them. But somebody who looks like you, you would assume that they have somewhat of the same struggle, you know, um, you know, somewhat of the same beliefs that seem, you know, universal to the culture. But should you be making that assumption, though? Like, is that on us to make that assumption? I mean, I guess so. But it's human nature. Like, that's why you, I feel that's why you connect with them in some fashion anyways, because you, you see yourself in them. You see the similarities, you know, maybe not, you know, obviously, because you ain't rich, you know what I mean? But, you know, the skin color, you know, you, you know, you, uh, you just feel like you connect with them on that black level, you Mm -hmm. know, so you should, I, I think it's fair to expect them to want to be advocates for certain things or at least speak out about things that are just extremely wrong. You know, it's not, it's not surprising when you don't see it from a white person, but when you don't see it from a black person, it's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, well, I expect Eminem and g Easy to not give a shit. G-Eazy. <laughs> you know? In a time like this. Yeah. So. Well, see, that goes back to my question from last week of like, that's when we got a question if we're all on the same path. Like, so Chemical says, I think she pretty much agrees with you. She said, I think she thinks we absolutely can expect that for someone who influences our culture and benefits from our dollars and support. Um, but like, when it comes to like what we're all fighting for, like we saw about last week, some people are fighting to just thrive as much as they can within the same system. Mm-hmm. So like, as a rapper who's just trying to make as much money as he can for you and your family, if that's the way I feel like I'm gonna win, like, but that's such that's such a shallow way of thinking, though. Like, you think these people don't have more depth than just than just making money? I think that's some people's like way too free. That's their thought of liberation. How they define liberation is me getting as much money to do as much of what I can, what I want to do as possible. That's liberation for me, even if it's still within the system. Versus speaking out on something that might hurt my money, but might liberate everybody, like in a certain way, like. I think that's what I'm saying. That's what you got to ask people. Like, 
like when Young Thug made that comment about, you know, when they asked him on the red carpet, you remember that shit? He was asking about what he thought about, I think it was the Ferguson protest. Who was this? Thug. This was like years ago, back back with Ferguson. When Ferguson no, was- no, 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 but who did they ask? J. Cole? No, Young Thug, Young Thug. Oh, Young Thug, okay. When he would, they asked him about it, and it was like, what do you think, like, black people, you know, about the state of police? <laughs> Like, was like, man, I'm out here trying to get this money, trying to get this change. You see, we out here, you know, balling. So I ain't worried about that shit. Like, I don't, I don't want to sit here and try to make somebody care about the revolution. You know what I mean? Like, try to force them. Like, I want to give them the knowledge and let them do with it what they made. But like, mm-hmm. say you must care about this at the same level that I care about it, and you must use your platform to do this. Though I think it's, I, that's what I would do, and I think it's extremely beneficial. I don't know how rational it is to just expect somebody else to when they never agreed to do that in the first place. I think it's, I think it's rational. I think it's pretty fair to say, to say like, like Tim said, if you're taking our dollars, if you're presenting this image that you truly care about the culture, you know what I mean? Then what the fuck? <laughs> but, um, but I, we both, we made an agreement that I'm taking your dollars to entertain you at the end of the day. Like this one, like I can sit here I'm not I'm not defending them. I'm just saying, I'm just, you know, saying what we should be expecting. Like the agreement was I entertain you, you pay me, and I keep entertaining you. Now, if I since if that entertainment appeals to you in a certain way, such as you know, tiptoeing on social conscious issues, then I'm gonna do that because that's what you want. And you can keep paying me for it. <laughs> but like <laughs> as far as as far as reading, as far as ugh, as far Doing as work. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> As far as watching like a simple Angela Davis di- video on police abolition, and ah, you, you, you want me to now. walk with normies <laughs> <laughs> in June? Oh, no. <laughs> oh no, man. I, I mean, I'm with y'all, man. I think the different thing they should. I think that gets everybody free, but I don't. I like. Uh, I don't know if you watched that Michael Jordan documentary, but there was a. Uh, I did. <clears throat> one of the one of the biggest things uh, about Michael Jordan that people always talked about was he was never big on uh, social justice issues. Yeah, exactly. You know, he would never speak out about it. This, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I would be interested to see how like somebody who was older during that time kind of felt because I feel like they would have like a, a deeper perspective on this because I don't think we've had like one of those one of those moments where like it's like. Damn, this nigga, nigga really might not be here for us. <laughs> like, like even though he's even though he looked like us, you know what I mean? I think that's what people were saying about Michael Jordan. I remember people saying that, like about his Jordans. You know, Jordans have always been to this yeah. day, y'all. A yeah, but I'm saying the- like they had that moment to where like they really had to soak in. Like, is his entertainment value worth? Is me seeing his entertainment value worth uh, him not speaking up for us, despite his, despite his influence, despite his, you know, celebrity? Mm-hmm. You know, I J Cole ain't that famous. Like, <laughs> like you ain't Jordan ninety five famous. Like, no, not quite, not quite. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think uh, later on down the line we'll have a much better perspective on like what it really means to us to, to see like somebody just in, in the midst of all of this, like, how do you not speak up? Like, this is crazy. Like, how do you not say anything? 
I agree wholeheartedly. I'm just saying, like I said, people got different missions in mind, man. People, a lot of people think like, I feel like a lot of black entertainers, a lot more than we like to admit, think that there's a lost hope for us, for the majority of us. And they just gonna be an exception. And they just gonna make the most of being an exception and get what they we get what they need and keep it moving. Like even even at this point, you still feel like certain people believe it's a lost hope? Like even with this kind of traction? No, I mean I'm saying I think certain celebrities think like it's a lost cause trying to save everybody. Oh, like, okay. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a and also, you got to think about the fact that, you know, saving everybody, bringing down capitalism is going to hurt their money. Like, they can't live the way they was living either. So it's like, now you go to self-sacrifice. Like, how much are they willing to sacrifice? Well, I'm, First, I'm not. Well, capitalism. <laughs> yeah, we know you are. Go but capitalism. Like, but um, <laughs> it's like, I can give up this lavish lifestyle that I feel like I worked so hard for. Sure. Or I can just give this little donation to this, you know, this black organization that's basically a tax write-off for me and say yeah. I did something and everybody's going to praise me because they just go with it because of the internet. Which one, which one am I going to do? <laughs> like, Can't save everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kendall says, still think he's wrong for it and not listening to the song. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. To be honest, the song wasn't too terrible. Like It was... It was decent. Like if you if you just listen to it for a song, it's not the worst. It's not the worst. It's just it's lyrics. Now if you're gonna be offended about the, you know him coming for maybe no name, then you ain't gonna like it. But don't <laughs> yeah, worry, exactly. she, don't worry. She slaughtered that nigga in a minute and ten seconds. But how does he call up Malib so quick? It was like Malib, I need a beat real quick. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best producers ever in hip hop. Like, how did you get a hold of him so quick to make this damn shit? I don't know. She must have had that shit in the chamber. <laughs> she, like, I wish one of these fake motherfuckers would come up to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit. That shit was for Kendrick Cole. Uh, any of the any of these other woke people that didn't say shit. Maybe she was. Maybe she's sitting on that shit. Um, Kendall said canceling for a couple weeks, like we always do. Bro, yeah. I didn't cancel that nigga too. Yeah, I, I hear don't know. Great yeah. album. Say what now? I said I didn't cancel J. Cole until I hear a great album. <laughs> so it looks like I'll be canceling him for forever. <laughs> um I'm gonna read this comment, but um the last question, we're gonna open up the phone lines in a minute because I want to hear from our local influences and artists inside the um inside the chat on what y'all feel like we should be doing right now. Well, how does whole pandemic both the you know coronavirus and and the i'm sorry racial injustice um uprising has affected your art and what you think we should be doing but um real quick um how much responsibility do you think celebrities share in their audience's perception of them like especially in this case with j cole where j cole's audience has built such a damn image of him being super woke super we're not gonna get into all that how much of the responsibility does he share in that? And I think, um, I think for the most part, it is your responsibility as an artist or as a celebrity to, I guess, rehumanize yourself to your fans, because they, because fans look at celebrities and artists and artists as like kind of these mythical people. You know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. that either uh, are all the way one way or all the way another, or you know they're they put people on such a high pedestal to where you know any fault they have or that is exposed, you know, uh, makes them look you know super evil, you know. So I I feel like it's on the celebrity to inform people that you are human. Um, like Charles Barkley's, you know, I am not a role model campaign. Um, bro, phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Kendrick doing Mortal Man, you know, I thought that was really important. You know, like, are you still going to be a fan even when you figure out that, like, I'm not all this that, you know, you built me up to be? You know what I mean? Things like that. Um, you know, I remember when Kevin Hart had that shit with the cheating shit. Oh, that was ugly. <laughs> but, you know, you just got to, like, own it. You got to own it and let people know that, like, you are not whatever this this image that you've placed upon me. So does that still even apply to, like, Beyonce, for instance? Beyonce is a goddess. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, it still applies to Beyonce. Now, she don't do it. But, I'm about to do it. You know, because she is... She's perfect. Um, <laughs> perfect. You know, Word. that dog Jay-Z. That dog Jay-Z had to do it, too. This thing <laughs> made a whole album about him being a regular nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, but yeah, I think it applies to Beyonce, too, because of some... Oh, boy, I tell you, it would be bad if a Beyonce cheating scandal came out. Do, ooh. <laughs> Bro. I mean, I be of... I don't think B.I. was going to hold her feet to the fire regardless. Like, they'd still no, be fine. No, they're not. But I mean, was... well, I mean, well, I mean, her husband did it on her, so it's just natural that she wanted to get back at him, you know. She's a mother <laughs> of three. She's, she's stressed out. She's on tour. <laughs> she's stressed out. She needs she needs some excess dick. So, <laughs> uh, Tamika said, uh, this is why people shouldn't put their, all their hopes and dreams in the celebrities. They will let us down every You're time. Right. Um but see, that's my main thing. Like, I I agree that, I mean, to an extent you should speak out, but, like, people be, people gonna have their decisions regardless. Um, I do think it's important for, like, somebody like Beyonce, because that's the whole, I've been talking to a couple of friends about, you know, there's a whole church of Beyonce and all that stuff, right? That was real. I remember that a couple of years ago. I thought it was yeah. just, like, I thought it was just, like, what they were calling the beehive at that point. I know, no, no. It was like somebody had, I don't know how long it was, but somebody had started the church of Beyonce, (laughs) straight up and down. And um, I was thinking about that, like, dang, like, what I was like, I said, I wonder what it feels like to just know that people made a church of you. And um, who was I think it was Star I was talking to. That's some ball of shit right there. But like, Star was like, I think she said, I don't want to misquote, I don't know if it was Star or not, but um, somebody said, like, she knows it, and she's going to th- continue to thrive off it. She doesn't care how detrimental it is to people. Because if she did, she would speak out against it and be like, yo, don't make me a god. Like, I'm just a woman. And I was like, I was like, but you can't tell people what to do. But she was like, she can vocalize like, yo, do not make me a god. <laughs> it's not healthy for you. But she won't do it because it would hurt her money. I was like, dang. like That's pretty deep, but that is highly accurate. Because <laughs> like, I'm never one to be like celebrities should do this, should do this, celebrities should do that because you know they get a thousand and a, a billion opinions a day on how they're doing it wrong, and I think like I said, I always say I think celebrities are dealing with a lot more mental issues than we care to acknowledge. 
and you know that's kind of you know that's kind of fucked up too. Now that I think about it, like women have in general, they have to have like a crystal clean kind of image, you know, and they can't, uh, you know, often uh, talk about their faults, you know, maybe like relationship faults or whatever. But like you know, just being like a human being, like I cheated this, that, and the third. You know, if you do do something like that. You might be called city girls. You might be called like a thigh, all the hoe, tramp, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, not a tramp. People still use tramp. I don't know, but shit. I'm, <laughs> nigga, I'm 32. Like, what the fuck? I use tramp, nigga. <laughs> um, but no, you know, you might just have a stained reputation. It's, it's a lot easier to point out your faults as a man because it's like expected, which is a little fucked up. Uh, it's trash. Um, I'm hoping that men are getting better. Um, I try to do my part and just just calling out shit when you hear shit. That's what, mm. I think that's what men who consider themselves good men um, need to do more than anything because just standing around when you see a woman being dragged justifiably or just being mistreated and just not saying anything about it is just as bad. Yeah. So I like to think that men are getting better about that. Um, I see a lot more, you know, I have my circle. society getting better about it? Like, I feel like. That's a question. That's a question. I feel like society as a whole is more comfortable with dudes being pieces of crap and forgiving than women. I think you're right. And that's trash. That's crazy. Even in 2020, that's trash. That's crazy. <laughs> Kendall said men equal trash. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> Oh, you getting banned, bro? You out of here? Um, so we do want to open up the phone lines. Um, if you want to call us, I, I put the number in the chat. Um, I want to hear from um artists and influencers. I know plenty of y'all are in here. Uh, Kendall, you always got something to say, man. I love to hear your opinion. Uh, Tamika, I know you're here. Um, y'all can kind of tell us how your art or platform has been affected by everything going on. Um, like I said, there's a lot with this the COVID. I know the COVID just threw me for a loop with staying in the house and just not being able to do events like that. Um, as well as my art. I feel like I wasn't taking advantage of my time. I was just a lot of self-doubt going on. Um, so what have, have you been affected by that? And what do you think artists and, entre- and entrepreneurs and influencers should be doing right now? Um, because like I said, with this whole J. Cole and No Name thing, I feel like we just, we expected, like I said, some J. Cole fans expected J. Cole to, you know, take the charge against social justice in this moment. Um, no Name, who's a very, you know, she's, she does her shit. She's got her own her own organization. Um, she does a lot of research. She has she started a book club to encourage people to um, read and stuff, which is dope. But at the same time, like we just don't know these people, man. Like they don't know us. We don't know them. Um, I find no name very relatable, but like at the end of the day, I don't know her. But I know a lot of artists who are very opinionated and do a lot of dope shit. And um, I would love to hear from them on a personal level. So, not the COVID. Yes, the COVID. Um, so yeah man I know Star was wanting to call in Star this is the time we're doing it now Um, anybody else want to join in in the meantime I'll ask Dad you got that in the background our producer extraordinaire um, who's always very opinionated on everything oh wait we got one phone call let me me get to this person real quick hello 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 Hey, what's going on? Not much. Uh, this is uh, Kendall. I just, I don't know how this works. What's up, my guy? <laughs> how you doing, man? Yeah. 
pretty good, man. You want to tell you tell people you can tell people like what you do, why you're important, why you're the leader of Charleston, all that good stuff. Stop, stop, stop it. <laughs> you can get me flamed is what you're gonna get me. Uh, yeah, so I'm Kendall. Y'all see me in the comments being silly. Um, I'm the creative director for the Conqueror Movement. And, um, of course, I participate in a lot of things throughout Columbia and Charleston, South Carolina in general. Um, also, you know, a, a, a closet poet. We'll call it that. <laughs> closet poet. I love it. <laughs> yeah, closet poet. <clears throat> um, but uh, I think... Uh, I think everything everyone's saying in the comment is very on point. I think everything that y'all have been saying so far is on point of just kind of like, there's this kind of this like duality of like, hey, let the artist be the artist, let them be human. And like, well, you have a platform, so you should use it to be this way. But the fact that we have to say you should use it to be, or I expect you to do this, or we would think you would be like, all of these things are just like expectations that we're projecting onto people, projecting onto the artist. And it's kind of, um, it's intense. Um, yeah. But that being that that being said, right? If if I were to talk ill of you or you were to talk ill of me, that would be slander, right? Legally, that doesn't apply to celebrities. So when they say stuff, they know they're going to be put in a light, and things can be said about them. That's that's just un, that's just unavoidable. So we want to say we expect them to do better, but there there's no way to say that we can. You know, and like I said, um, like I was kind of saying in the comments, kind of jokingly, but kind of seriously, like, we really don't know what conversations they had behind the scenes. Who knows if something somebody said was already building up to that. Shoot, I've seen other people make that 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 tweet. I've seen, I've made the comment myself. Like, man, some of y'all favorite rappers ain't out here yeah. saying nothing on some of these topics. I've made it to J. Cole could have mentioned me in a song and I wouldn't know anything about it. The point is, like, it, it doesn't change the reality or the truth of what's being said. The, the difference between the reality and the truth of what No Name stated initially and what J. Cole did was, like, <laughs> like it's been being said, he and his feelings a little bit, you know? And there was kind of a little bit of poor timing on that execution and all that stuff. And I think that's one thing. Mm-hmm. As far as we're concerned, we, you know, individuals as, you know, people with platforms, people who do things, I think it's also important for us to, like, look out for ourselves at the same time because... Prior to this, we were already talking on these topics. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is that, I'm not speaking for everybody, I could speak for y'all. <laughs> you have a platform that you specifically talk on a variety of things. I could speak for myself. You know, I, I know that we talk about those things on a regular basis. So sometimes people don't understand that the oversaturation of what those topics are right now is a lot. You know what I mean? So it's, it's important to understand, like, if, if like, like if Mike was like, man, I'm I'm about to I'm about to turn off my Instagram or my Facebook for like two days. I'm not I'm not even gonna question that. Like Mike, please turn it off <laughs> for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's important. It's important to keep the reality of who we are and what we can do at a, at a point in time. You know, I feel like some people are expecting everyone to be on social media making all these comments. Like first of all, you ain't even seen all my posts to begin with. I know how the algorithm works. Don't be <laughs> don't be sitting here. <laughs> trying to make it seem like, oh, I ain't see you post on this today. Today? I'm sorry. I've been posting about it every day for about three weeks. Where you, where you been? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, I think, like I said, I think it's a, it's a, thing, it's a lot to, to really put into perspective. Um, I, I know for me personally, I didn't really like the initial trends of certain things that I saw when we were starting to protest. And everyone was like, yeah, 
look for your white friends that ain't speaking. And I'm like, I don't know what you expect a white person to tell me right now because I really ain't trying to hear it. <laughs> they need to be silent as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. That's one thing I did say. I was like, how do we know that people aren't taking a calculated approach to how they want to address it? Because I know that's exactly what I do. And me and Will do that. If you look at me and Will's timelines, we not we not repost. I, I, I repost a lot of stuff. Well, some stuff, but like we're not making these like huge, you know, declarative posts on social justice like that because I feel like it's always better in conversations like this. Like I like I love our platform because we can have a civil discussion about it. We can invite people on that we can actually have a good conversation or debate about it on here versus getting on the internet and getting into a screaming match. And this person saying I'm doing plenty, but this person saying I'm not doing enough. Like, how do we know there's not a whole calculated approach to how a lot of these people are doing stuff? Right, right, right. Yeah, so that's like I said, that's important, especially like I said, like you said, we're already on platforms that are kind of already doing that. It might be different for you know different artists who are talking. <laughs> they maybe they don't speak on that in their music. They maybe they don't talk about that. Like I, for one, don't have too many political pieces when it comes to poetry, and it's usually because it's a different type of emotion that I don't sit well with. Just me as a as a person, as an individual, I don't sit well with that that anger and that hatred and holding on for it long enough to write what I would consider a quality poem and then to have to go back because I'm going to want to perform it because I'm a poet. <laughs> to go back and then perform it, I know I'm going to have to dig into that feeling again. And sometimes that's just not where I want to come from. Have I done it before? Yes. But again, like I said, it's, it's, it's individuals and we jump at people without truly understanding or getting to understand who the individual is. I think... I mean, like, like listening to y'all sometimes, I know a lot of times y'all be saying the same thing, but we'll be ready to be like, look, 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 let's slow down. <laughs> let's think about this for a second. <laughs> let's think well, about this wrong, for a man. second. Well, excuse me, wrong. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I'm saying like, I'm, I'm saying like you guys, you guys have a podcast that is under you, right? But you're still both individuals at the end of the day. You have collective thoughts that you guys may sit and talk about beforehand, but for the most part, you still individually represent who you are when you're talking on a topic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate anyway, you, man. Yeah, about that. I'm out of here. <laughs> Thank right. you, man. Peace. Thank you. You're welcome. Bless. Absolutely, man. Yeah, man. Great points, man. By the great Kindle. Um, I think we got oh, we got Satoya in here. I don't know if she's calling for the for her segment or she's calling to comment on the thing. Let me see. If it will join, there he goes. Oh, she in the car. <laughs> oh, this is irresponsible. Don't do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think her audio is still trying to connect. Oh, she must be on the Sprint Network. <laughs> she might be. Y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we hear you. What's going on? Nothing much. Just out here running errands and stuff, um, picking up ingredients. Uh, of course, of course, of course. Um, we're in the middle of talking about um, what our local artists think we should do right now in the midst of the pandemics, both the COVID pandemic and the racial injustice pandemic kind of flooding the streets. Uh, we're going to get people's opinions on that. I don't know if you were calling for that or you were calling them for your segment a little bit later on. Um, whatever y'all need me for, I'm here to comment and, you know, just be a part of any discussion. Like, all discussions definitely needed these days, you know. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, tell people what you do. And then you want to, if you want to, whatever thoughts you want to share, you can go ahead and do your thing. Um, hey, everybody. I'm Infinite Array. My name is Shatoya White, but um, I go by Infinite Array as far as the baked goods and spoken word poetry goes. So um, I just full-time bake. I take orders. Um, I know things have been really up and down iffy these days because of COVID-19. It kind of shook the world. But um, I'm getting back out here and distributing baked goods to the public as people want them. Most popular thing is definitely the banana pudding. But um, oh, we'll so get we'll get into that later. Wait, I'm a liar. Hold on. What's the most popular thing? No, you no, no, said no, fire. You said F-I. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But um, that's that's what I do. I mean, I once was a vet tech. Things didn't work out. Um, life throws some curveballs at you, and this is my way of catching it. I already um, liked baking on the side, so I picked that up and did it, you know, as a side gig. And so my side gig became my full-time job. So I'm back to, you know, doing the baked goods and I'll come to you. I travel to wherever you may need me to bring an order to, or if it's in the local Columbia area, um, I just, you know, follow the needs of the customers. Mm. She's like cocaine, wherever you at, she got you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Y'all do call my crack sweets, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> do. I promise you, I had to, even though the business name is Artistic Edibles, which I might be changing because it's been so misleading to people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been, you know, more of an ordeal than I want it to be. People get crazy confused. I mean, I could claim I have that stuff in my sweets, but I don't. <laughs> but um, right. yeah, people, people really enjoy these sweets and we all need something to uplift our spirits, especially these days. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We appreciate you. How would you say like your poetry or even your business has been affected by the um the pandemic? Um, has you have you been affected mentally? Has it affected you know financially with um an increase or decrease in sales? Like how would you say it's kind of did it for you? Um, it's it's been a little bit of all of the above. My apologies if y'all see the light constantly changing because <laughs> as I'm driving around. Yeah, living reckless. It's fine. It's all, <laughs> it's all good. I'm actually about to pull over um in just a second, but um yeah, the pandemic has definitely affected me financially. Being that it just, I mean, it's still not safe to really get out here and be selling sweets. Um, I'm going about it as safely as I can. Definitely, um, you know, just for pers personal reasons and for everybody else out here um y'all probably saw me snatch that mask off <laughs> as soon as i um phoned in but um we we all just have to move differently out here you know we can't be negligent about stuff um even though there are folks out here who don't really care as long as we're not one of them you know that's what counts but as far Absolutely. as um financially i haven't been able to get out here and sell to the public um there were curfews in place i'm not sure if that'll be another factor again but um it just i don't know i didn't feel safe about it myself so um until i got a better handle on going out here safely i just didn't want to go out here and be selling to the public you know some people still don't want to wear masks and if they wear masks they don't wear them the right way so <laughs> um you got a hole cut out in the, in the mouth 
They got a hole cut out in the mouth so they can breathe easier and shit. Or just wear it beneath the nose or like. Beneath the nose, yeah, that's what gets me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why do you have it on? Because you might as well not have it on. But um, it's just, it, it's been a big impact financially. Um, mm. Mentally, I'm, I think it's fair to say it's affected everybody mentally. It's, it's so much happening these days. Oh, yeah. Between Absolutely. the pandemic or police brutality or God knows what else. I mean, we are literally seeing a different article, a new article, or more police officers getting fired every single day. Like we we don't get a break. Nah, nah, absolutely. So, so what do you, you say? So what do you think um, is like artist job, poets, and uh, celebrities in this time? Do you think they should be out there on the front lines protesting and things like that, or making music about it, capturing moments in history? How do you feel like they should? respond to these trying times? Um, I think we should definitely be involved in any way that's, you know, best for us, because as much as I would love to be out there on the front lines, out there participating in these protests, um, I can't lie, I've cried about it, but it's just, it's not safe for me to be out there and actually in the crowd, because mm -hmm. I am one of the um, people who has a compromised immune system. So let any little thing get to me, it's definitely gonna hit me harder. So um, I just personally can't sacrifice my body like that, but it just, it kills me because I'm one of those go-getter, be active type of people. Mm -hmm. So um, if you happen to be one of those people who can't be on the front lines physically, um, I mean, we're all given these God-given talents for a reason. So um, I've been, thinking over ways that I could take advantage of it myself. I know I definitely have poetry that's relevant to what's going on these days. And um, I just really have to start using my platforms. I know I'm concerned with getting out of here and you know having an income again, as far as selling sweets. But when it comes to artists or celebrities or whoever has a platform, it is up to us to use it. So um, I will definitely be doing some recordings of the poetry that I already have as well as working on some new stuff. I, I think I just have to calm my thoughts down and kind of organize them to get a new piece out of it. But with everything, <clears throat> excuse me, everything going on these days, it's definitely time for some new poetry. I have to. <laughs> I think that's beautiful, man. I, I love what you said about just finding your own lane or uh, means of, I call it resistance, um, resilience more than anything. Um, not feeling like you have to be out there on the front lines as far as the actual protest, the physical protest. Protest has so many different forms, um, so many different ways of expressing it. And um, I love that you're doing it through poetry because we love your poetry. I've been blessed enough to have you feature in my shows before um, and just perform at the shows, period. You always kill it. We already know that. Um, so for sure, man. So I'm so happy to hear that. And um. I would say just don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like I told you in the text, like when we was texting the other night, like do not put too much pressure on yourself, please. Like we need you here, healthy, you know, head on straight, you know what I mean? Clear mind, like without stress. So yeah, just take care of yourself at the end of the day. Taking care of yourself is the part of the revolution in my opinion, so. Right, for all of us, for all of us. Absolutely. Um, we're gonna double back and Come and I don't know if you want to call back in or you want to just, just shout you out for the thirst of the week segment or we want to shout out your business and everything because um, we have one more call on the line. Okay. So if you want to call back in like probably like five minutes, 
and um and just wait for us to let you in if you feel like it, or if you have something to do we can just shout you out ourselves either way it's fine with us um, it's fine. however um because i know i'm <laughs> i'm usually not on the show as much so i'm not really quite sure how y'all do things but i just want to do things however the flow is best for y'all you know because okay. i appreciate y'all want me on the show absolutely yeah if you want to call back in like five minutes and then we'll bring you on for that segment and um and you shout out your business so that everyone can be just blessed by the artistic edibles yeah we can do that that'll okay. work all we right cool I'll all right, call we'll you. All right cool. cool so you said about five minutes i would say yeah call back and it'll put, it'll put you in a waiting room and we'll just let you in the waiting room when it's time if that's cool okay all right, all right that works all right, see you in a minute. All right. All right, one more. Oh, no, let me see. All right, one more call. Well, if anybody else wants to call, and you can, but I think this might be the last one. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. Bonjour. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Um, I'm feeling um, a bunch of different feelings right now, but we can talk about that later. It's really not a public thing. But anyway, um, how are you guys? We're wonderful. How are you? Doing all right? Absolutely. All right. I'm good. I'm good for the most part. Um, so I think that um, I want to answer the question. Well, I want to say, you know, I want to give a shout out to Shatoya and some of the things that she was talking about, I think are very much related to the idea of, you know, the whole conversation about artists and how we're doing. So many artists are entrepreneurs and that's a pressure in itself that deserves its whole own conversation. And you know where I'm leading with this. For me, it's all about mental health being the foundation because I, my art can only thrive in so far as my mental health, because even if it reaches a peak because of the pain and trauma and different things I'm going through, um, it's great to create from, but if it sustains itself, then I'm not going to be sustained, you know, as a human being. So I think it's important that with all of these things, obviously humanity is going through a shift. I think that it's super important that we seek out the resources to support all of these areas of our lives, our entrepreneurship. There's a bunch of white people giving free pro bono services. Now there's problems with that because there's, there's issues with that because ideally I am a black owned business and I want to work with other black owned businesses. We're not in an economic, really in an economic position all the time to offer pro bono services to each other. And if we do, we stay stuck in the cycle where we're all trying to barter our services where we're not getting that cash flow between us and within the community and circulating within the community. It's just something I've, I've observed. And so I'll, while I'll say definitely take advantage of the free services, I've posted a lot of them on my page that, well, not a lot, I've posted one, okay? But I'm in other Facebook groups where there's a lot of people who are saying, I'm not a person of color, I'm not a black person, and I see the disparities, so I'm going to offer free services, everything from copywriting, it could be web design, it could be these fundamental things that you need to be able to thrive as an artist during this time, because a lot of it would be online. So mm -hmm. there's that. Um, I don't like to say what people should do. I'll just say what might be beneficial, because I feel like getting into a should, like you should do this, is like you're kind of policing the way someone should live. And it's like, 
Some people don't want to thrive. Some people are okay. Like, I posted a question, like, would y'all be cool if the world ended in a few weeks? And most people was like, yo, you can have it. Like, I don't even need the world to continue right now. I'm good. So for me, I'm like, you know, we have to respect where everybody is with it. Some people don't want to go on. They don't see the point. And I'm dealing with some of that. It's difficult to stay motivated when, for me, connection, physical connection, being in close quarters with other people, dancing, thriving, grinding, whining is what I want. You know what I mean? And to not see a future for that, kind of feels like I don't have a future in certain ways. So, do you, yeah. I said, do you think most, um, a lot of artists are feeling the same way in that whole sense of like, if this whole thing just went away, it would just, it would almost be a relief. Like, I don't really, like you think a lot of artists don't really, sometimes don't really see a way out or they think that the way out will take too long. So they kind of feel a lot, you know, similar in a lot of ways. I feel that. I feel that. Yes. I feel that artists feel that way. And I feel that black people feel that way too. So now you compound all these issues, right? So it's like us being black and being creative, which may be correlated. I don't have the science and data on this, but you know, once I find it, I'm going to share it. May have other issues such as bipolar, ADHD, you know, um, depression and all these comorbid conditions that just make it harder to live and thrive in this capitalistic, you know, society where if you don't produce, you're worthless. And mm. it's almost looked at you are not even valuable as a human being if you cannot produce. So you know, you know, the, the reason why black lives, uh-huh. Yeah, you know these thoughts me and you've been having about capitalism. Exactly, and I, and I you know, it's kind of like I didn't understand it because I've it feels, it does feel too hard to overcome. So sometimes it feels like, well, what's the point? I'm just going to try to thrive within it. And I'll tell you, like my literal nature is like, so not that of a capitalist. First of all, I don't even like to work. I like to just be (laughs) and whatever I do straight up, whatever I do, it adds value. I just like to be that kind of person who continues to learn how to add value to people, you know, and I don't even, you know, I have this problem. I don't even want to charge anybody. Like, not the people who I really uh, feel need me. I'm like, I, I don't want to be a nonprofit either. I just want to do work for free. I don't want to have to need money. Right. But it's like, so the pressure of having to survive is a burden within itself. And I feel like we are tired. But I'm tired because I go through these cycles, you know. I'm very vocal about it. I have ADHD and it's it's just like, you could have, there's like mania, depression associated with that as well. So it's like, I go through these cycles. I was thriving when this thing first came. And I honestly think it was a little bit of denial with the COVID thing. Cause I was like, look, I don't believe nothing they saying. I believe all the numbers are padded. I don't believe people are really dying from COVID. I believe they're dying because people are killing them in the hospitals. I do have a friend who's a nurse. She's saying, look, when you go into the hospital, you make sure you ask for your medical records because you're not going in there with someone. They're not letting you come with someone. So you're going in there by yourself. Make sure you request your medical records. Make sure you request vitamin drips of certain vitamins, which I don't remember. But one of them was vitamin C. It's like, it's real. This is like, um, what, do, what do you call it? Um, biological warfare, biological genocide. Hmm. So it's like not a game on that level. And it's not a game on the level of, the question of race shifting. I mean, we're going to, we're probably going to get to the point where white people, and we already have had some people say that, but they're probably going to 
get together as a group and now flip it and say they're the ones who are oppressed <laughs> because black people's voices are rising and because we're demanding to see if you put a Black Lives Matter thing on your social media, we want to see your executive board, your C-suite, and we want to see your employees. We want to see how you're treating them. Me and and Will, we're demanding these things. Me and Will were just talking about that last night, about how the pendulum has swung all the way in the opposite direction <laughs> now. So it's like, maybe that's kind of what needs to happen for it to get balanced out at the, at the end of all this. I don't know. But um, I would say with you, man, I'm just very, I'm, I'm very proud of you just how much you've been doing, you know, for yourself, how much, you know, our discussions get so deep and just like merely staying alive and choosing happiness over everything because everything just wants to just consume you, man. Like whether it be just biological warfare or whether it just be just systematic warfare, like it just wants to consume us and chew us up, spit us out. And we just refuse to do that. And I, you know, how much you've inspired me and um, I'm just happy about how much you've inspired yourself to just thrive with your business, um, with your goals, um, your motivation. Like, for those who don't know, this is Star in the Line. I don't think we actually say your, said your name before you started talking. But um, they know who she is. They know, they already know she's a stable. <laughs> Absolutely. So we appreciate you, Star. Thank you so much. Wait, so I wasn't done. I have a few more things to say. Okay, we got a couple oh, more. Here she goes. And I know that we're waiting. I know that we're waiting for um, Shatoya to come back on, and I'm mindful of that. But I wanted to say, um, so on a macro level, I think what will be beneficial for everyone to do is to take advantage of the free resources that are being put out there for whatever reason. Of course, use your discernment, use your own discernment, use your intuition, ask around. You know what I'm saying? I do know, like, I've connected with um, one person in particular. She's a copywriter. She's out in the UK. I just love the accent. I don't know. But she's someone who's, you know, agreed to work with me. There's Artist U. Artist U is very genuine. They have good people. They have people who want to help artists specifically. So it's like, take advantage of these resources. Um, take take advantage of free therapy. If, if you don't have access to therapy, it will help you. I mean, obviously, again, you have to choose a good therapist, right? You should know within yourself, like you go in there, you guide that session, you have questions, you can actually look up how to choose a good therapist or whatever it is. Having someone to talk to who actually understands the brain and understands that whatever negative thoughts or whatever issues you're going through are not yours alone, but are unique to you, but at the same time, everybody kind of goes through them. I don't know, For it has helped me. So I would just encourage people to take advantage of those resources as much as they can during this time. I think the impact of COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement, it's, it's positive and it's negative, and we will not see the true effects of it until years to come is what I've been seeing a couple of people say, and I feel that I'm a person who needs physical touch. I need social, you know, whatever. So the encouragement of social distancing, the encouragement of me personally, me personally, I don't want to cover my face. Like, it's really ironic. The chant was, I can't breathe. And then people start saying, oh, we shouldn't say I can't breathe. We should affirm that we can breathe. And then they're like, oh, now a mask is mandatory. Cover your face, cover your damn mouth and nose. It's like, okay, um, I want the most breathable mask possible. <laughs> and I will wear it where I'm supposed to. But, you know, I'm definitely, I'm not going to keep a mask over my face for eight hours a day. So I it would encourage people to research different points of view 
and not just the mainstream media because it is bought and sold and paid for. Okay. That's just, it's a deeper conversation than we can really get into, but it's just like most of, most of us have heard this before. So we just have to go back and do our research and be aware what is safe for one person when it comes to their personal things that they should do to help keep themselves healthy. is going to be up to each individual. I, for one, I use garlic. I use zinc. I use what has been proven to be antiviral and to mm. boost the immune system. I mean, it's just, it's just natural and it's there and there's been studies on these different things. So it's just like, do your research, use the internet for what it's for, like what it can be used for and take care of yourself. And that's it, you know? Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say, so. Research, 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 therapy, therapy, therapy. That's, those are both two of my favorite things. So absolutely. Thank you so okay. much. Great. Bye. Bye. All right, man. Yeah, thank y'all so much for calling in, man. We appreciate y'all's thoughts. This is what I'm saying, man. These are people I connect with. I love on a personal level. Just don't forget your local artists and influencers when y'all think about these things. Um, reach out to them more so than expecting a celebrity to reach out to you is what I think. Um, you got any more thoughts on that, Will? No, man. All you artists. <laughs> um do you use no for real. like no seriously use your platforms to promote change yeah. um but make sure you are staying not only physically safe outside of uh covid and all that make sure you're staying in a good mental space because i think that's what's most important most important yeah. you really can't uh be positive unless you're managing yourself properly you're making sure you stay positive you know make make, make sure you put out the right energy in the world because exactly. it's easy for people to pick up on that um, and they might not necessarily pick up on it, you know, uh, at that at that very moment. But you know, energy it's you, you're gonna people are gonna receive what you're putting out. You very know? much so. so I'll return it, and the way they return it, you can be like, oh shit, oh, what is that? I don't want that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we're gonna get into the thirst of the week. Shatoya's back on the line. We're gonna let her in. Let's see here. There she is. Hey, hey. What's happening? What's happening? So I'm gonna let you do your thing. This is our thirst of the week, y'all. As y'all know, we like to celebrate a black woman out here just doing her thing. Uh, I'm gonna let her talk. I mean, I ain't gonna step on her toes. Go ahead, go ahead, do your thing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me and thanks for featuring me this week, y'all. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I'm Shatoya White. My Small one woman business is infinite. Well, I'm not going to say the whole name because I think everybody told me that name was too long. We're just going to call, call it Artistic Edibles. Um, like I said, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have any uh, little extra ingredients that are that would make them edible edibles. Y'all know what I mean. Darn. <laughs> but, um, I call them Artistic Edibles because I just, you know, I'm all about presentation. Um, it really matters to me, a presentation along with quality. So um, when you taste it, it is more so, you know, traditional sweets, traditional banana pudding, pound cake, stuff like that. Um, but I like to make the taste definitely worth your while. Like I'll leave you wanting more. That's the whole point of it to me is to not only finish whatever you might've tasted or tried for me, but I'm gonna make you want more. So um, I started this up a little more than two years ago, it started out as a side gig, um, as I mentioned earlier. 
And um, I was just selling at a local spot here in Columbia, in Northeast Columbia. But, um, you know, things kind of led into me branching out from that to get something steadier because um, things weren't quite so steady at the time. So I just started, you know, doing my own thing, baking as much as I wanted to, making as much as I wanted to, and actually getting out there in the public and um, going to the barbershops and the salons. Um, I've been to car dealerships, you know, any local businesses that don't mind me coming through. Um, I've definitely run into my fair share of walls and hurdles, but there's a lot of us out here who want to support each other, especially these days um, where there's, you know, even more of a stressed need to support black business. So people have been really supportive out here. I've done stuff like bridal showers, baby showers, um, first birthdays. I did a sweet 16 before. So um, if you have a need for sweets, uh, all you got to do is reach me through um, either find me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm sorry to say I don't have um, any other ways to reach me um, other than those right now, but um, you can search me by Shatoya White or um, on Instagram, if you search artistic edibles, I should pop up there too. But if you search Shatoya White, you can find me on either Facebook or Instagram. Just um, instant message me and um, we'll get in touch. If you see something that you like, something you're interested in or something you have a taste for, um, and I stay experimenting with new ingredients and new tastes all the time. So um, if you see someone there you like, just hit me up, reach out, and we'll talk price, we'll talk quantity, whatever you want to talk. Just just hit me up, and I got you. It's all fire. Will. <laughs> Will, tell them about that um, banana pudding, bro. But, okay, so let me tell Okay, so we were all at this Hello. poetry event <laughs> on, on Beltline, and she came... She brought out these little banana pudding cups, bro. <laughs> bro, I I swear, like I don't know what they were. They might have been like three, four dollars. I can't remember. Bro, I bought like twenty something dollars worth. Yep. <laughs> he did. He bought them all out, <laughs> bro. I, yeah, I bought them out, and then and then like a week or two later, I had her come up to my job, and I bought some from her then, and I had all my coworkers have them, and they were they they loved them too. So I don't I don't know. I haven't tasted uh. All the other ones, I know the banana pudding ones are sent from the gods. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they really are, man. She has come through clutch many, many times at these events. Um, one of my fondest memories was that um, as a, the poetry jam at the weekend, for whatever reason, their kitchen was broken, or not, not the whole kitchen, but the kitchen was down, and people was just hungry, bro. And she <laughs> broke out them edibles. It was a line in the middle of the poetry. Somebody was performing, bro. That's what I felt so bad about. Somebody was yeah. in the middle of performing, <laughs> and there was a line in front of them to get the artist together. <laughs> yeah, like, they, get the poetry out of here, man. <laughs> Y'all said something about my sweets, and they started lining up like it was nothing. Like, it's, it still doesn't feel real. It really doesn't. It was real, man. It like was so real. Oh, my gosh. Just thinking about that memory right there is enough to, you know, brighten my week definitely the rest of my day that that was a surreal moment because people were lined up and they were getting back in line it was it was awesome <laughs> it was beautiful man y'all please check her out like she said on instagram um at her full instagram name is i'm um, at ia underscore artistic underscore edibles and you can find her on facebook at infinite arrays artistic edibles definitely hit her up please support her thank you so much Latoya, for joining us and blessing thank us with you your kids Thank you everybody for joining us on this show. This is a this is a beautiful show. Um, wonderful conversation. Thank y'all so much for the input in the comment. This comment section was going crazy. I gotta go back through the comments. Comments were pretty lit. 
Yeah, thank you so much to Kendall, Star, Miriam, all y'all for calling in. Um, we appreciate y'all so much, but we love y'all, man. Thank y'all. Like, we're going to be back next week. Um, back at it again. You know what I'm saying? He does this. Thank you again, Satoya. Thank you again, audience. Thank you. Thank you, world. Thank you, Donald Trump. For everybody. No, 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 no. You're not doing that? Okay. Thank y'all so much, man. We love y'all. We'll always love